0: Hey, everybody, John Ferguson again with Legendary Closer Radio, and I am here with a very special episode that was inspired by a conversation that I just had with a couple of rock star entrepreneurs, and our discussion was all around results, over-promising, and exchanging leverage for money, and how it's getting them into trouble with certain clients that are more needy than others. So how do we avoid this? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today on the podcast. Stay tuned. Here's the real question. How do real closers like us, direct sales, telemarketers, and independents, who refuse to cheat, overpromise, or embellish, who don't rely on discounts and guarantees but want to close more sales with less effort? How do we build massive incomes yet at the same time live life to the fullest? That is the mystery. And in this podcast, we'll uncover the secrets for today's market. My name is John Albert Ferguson, and welcome to Legendary Closer Radio. Hey, 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 what is up everybody? I am so excited to dive right into this episode. I just got finished with an amazing coaching session for myself on actually improving this podcast. And we got into some of the things that we've been teaching and helping all of our listeners do. And, you know, the cool thing is, is we do a lot in our group, in our Facebook group. And if you're not a part of the legendary closers Facebook group, then you need to be because we're able to take a little bit deeper dive in a lot of the things that we're doing with each and every one of our closers. And so Let's talk about this today. So one of the things I wanted to express is when it comes to helping close more sales, it has nothing ever to do with how well you've coached your prospect into buying from you. Now, what I mean by that is I always thought that if I was a better coach, if I was able to help people overcome their objections or make simple promises or make their life a whole lot easier because they're a part of our program, then what ends up happening is They're going to love me and they're going to buy from me. And once they're in the system, they'll say how great we are and we'll be able to perform. But when that happens is the client ends up expecting more. They think it's a lot easier than it really is. And it's just a windfall of needy clients. And you start to attract these people who expect so much more from you than what you set out in your program. Now, don't get me wrong. We want to offer great programs. We want to offer great solutions that actually make their life simple. But at the end of the day, it should not be predicated on your effort that they're going to be getting results. Your effort should be in helping them obtain the knowledge, the systems, the process to get the results for themselves. Well, I had to learn this the hard way. You see, back in the day when I was learning how to close sales, and I just really thought that if I made it easier for them, if I made people's life just simple, and that's the goal of every influencer and subject matter expert is to really kind of take the load of the overwhelm of it is to be in business or to be a real estate investor or to trade Bitcoin or to create funnels, whatever it is you're doing to sell MLM packages. It doesn't matter. A lot of times we find ourselves because we want to help the client. We have that desire and that need to succeed, but also to gain clients that what ends up happening is, is that we overpromise on support. Now we, we, Tell them the amount of time it's going to take to do certain things, but that we're going to take that on for them. Or that when it comes to building a business that, you know, because they're a part of the program our coaching or our systems, that the system works so well that it's effortless. And you've probably heard some of those words and you may have, as a closer, used some of those words yourself. I used to, and what ended up happening was complete chaos, when I would close sales, I would get refunds. I would have clients upset with me and they expected so much out of the training that just was artificial. Now, I didn't ever feel like I was over-promising. I didn't ever feel like I was telling them that we would do everything for them. All they had to do was pay us and they would succeed. But the expectation started to be that way in their head. And that's when refunds come in. That's when chaos starts. That's when the coaches get upset and they are burnt out or the influencer or even you. If you are the influencer closing your own sales and you want more clients and you want to take on a lot of that responsibility for your client – just think about it. what happens. It's almost daunting to think about it. It's like, you love your clients, but you don't like, you want to help more people, but then you're like, oh my gosh, how can I? Because these people are so freaking needy. And why am I getting all these needy clients? Right. And all I really wanted at the end of the day were clients that had a high level of integrity. They were proactive in the things that we were asking them to do, that they were proactive in taking action on what we were teaching them and training them and they showed up that they would not only show up for their appointments, they show up for their coaching and they would show up for their courses and they would turn in assignments on time and they weren't procrastinating and I didn't have to chase them even into the product. You ever felt that way? Have you ever had to chase your clients after you sold them? I mean, isn't that kind of silly, but that's what happens. And I didn't want to have to do that. And I wanted to go home at night just realizing that, Hey, look, I enrolled this person. They've taken on the responsibility with us. Our responsibility and role is to help build the systems around them and leverage so that they can succeed. And their responsibility is to do the work, to be proactive, to have integrity and crush their goals side by side with us, more in tandem, more in partnership than anything. And as a high ticket closer, when I'm leveraging specific language, it actually sets my guru, my subject matter expert, my influencer, or even myself up for failure. If I don't do things, but if I if I did it the right way, all I really wanted to do was go home and relax and be like, cool. I enrolled some stellar people. They're stoked to get started, and they are going to do the work, and you don't have to worry about them. But if you're going to bed at night and you're wondering, oh my gosh, like, am I going to wake up in the morning and they're going to have more questions? Am I going to wake up in the morning and have like ten emails? Like. We literally can control that. And what I thought was, and what was happening was I kept running up against the thing in my head that if I told them more of what we would do for them, the results that they would receive was because of the efforts that we do, they expected way more from us. And I was always running up against that, just thinking, okay, if I tell them, here's X, Y, Z of what we do for you, at the end of the day, the results are going to be that much greater their expectations were higher. Even if I use their goals, when they tell me, hey, I want to make X in, in a certain business, what happens? Well, I end up positioning that goal and that result around my product because I'm a good salesperson, right? We position it. And so now what I'm doing is I'm molding the results around what we're doing for them so they feel it's either much more easy or it's going to happen a lot quicker or the result will grow a whole lot faster and higher and bigger than they even thought. And that can be dangerous, right? That can be dangerous. There's a fine line there, but telling them what you're going to do that gets them there faster, simpler, and easier was causing havoc. You know what? And I also felt that if I coached them through this process, coaching was closing. And I thought if I coached them through it, and if as a salesperson, I can give them tips and tricks, I can show them, Hey, here's what we can do. And here's how we're going to do it. And here's what this person was able to do in our program. I felt that By doing that, it was helping me. It was actually causing a lot more damage, a lot more problems. And, you know, other salespeople were, you know, making these bold statements and they were making these bold promises, you know, why not me, right? I figured if they were doing it, like what's wrong with them? I mean, they were going home with the big checks. They were making, you know, the big money. They had always the best leads. And so I figured, Hey, look, why don't I just do the same thing? You know? And so that's really what had me going. And really in the, the big downfall for all this, even before I got into high ticket selling in the network marketing industry, I just remember watching a lot of MLMers and even myself over promising the support that I would give because I legitimately had a desire to do it. And I was, I was going to help these people succeed. I was going to put them on my shoulders. I was going to carry them through, you know, any storm that could possibly happen. And I was going to force it come hell or high water that they were going to win. Well, at the end of the day, guess what happened? Hell and high water attacked me at the same time. And I was absolutely over my head in all of the effort that it takes to help somebody else win, especially when they're not as committed as you are. I'm not saying that the clients weren't committed to succeed, but the expectation was such that you're now going to do most of the effort and it hurts. And I wasn't able to close as many sales and I wasn't able to do what I wanted to accomplish and it became a chore. It became effort. Sales wasn't fun anymore. I didn't want to do it. And it's part of the reasons why my first business 18 years ago, my first MLM struggled so much was because I felt that if I just put all these people on my back, I could drag them to success, kicking and screaming if they had to. And I was the one kicking and screaming at the end of the day. You know, what I realized was that I needed to help them learn how to leverage the system. I needed to make sure that they understood the tools and the systems and the training and the support that was developed there is the vehicle that would get them to success, not the guru, not just me, not the influencer, okay? But the systems that were created that helped that person leverage themselves into success made sense, and that's where we had to use our efforts. That they didn't have to rely on you know the guru doing it like i didn't have to overposition how much that the expert was going to do for them i didn't have to overposition how much they were going to get as far as in support because what i realized was is that leverage came from them that we needed to help them learn how to take on responsibility and instead of making bold promises where you know we got our clients now to commit Like the promises that they're making to themselves, we got them to commit to it for themselves, to their own vision. And when you can get your client to commit to their own vision, see that the responsibility is is in tandem in a way that they have to put in the maximizing effort to succeed, boy, it's beautiful. And, you know, now I enjoy closing. I enjoy sales because now I can help people get out of their own way and own the products and the services that – will help them truly succeed with their own ownership and their own responsibility feel way more rewarded when it comes down to succeeding because now they have buyer's responsibility. Buyer's responsibility is what I call it is if the buyer has responsibility and the products and the services they purchase, they win and they're able to take on that responsibility because we've set them up such. And so when it comes right down to it, guys, you know, you know, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if I was still coddling clients. If I was still throwing them on my shoulders and dragging them through the muck and the mud to succeed, you know, now our our clients show up ready. They show up better and, and more prepared. They ask for more work. They want more results because they're ready to put in more effort. They're asking what to do instead of what can you do for me? They're saying, what can I get out of the program and service and how do I leverage it to the best of my ability? tell me what to do and I'll go do it rather than go do it for me so I can collect a check. I know it resonates with a lot of you closers out there. It's such a beautiful world when you're able to help people get out of their own way. One, you have a better pride when you see people take on the role in their life that they've always wanted to. And even as a closer, you may sometimes enroll students into programs. You may enroll people or sell them a product or a service. You may not hear back from them again. But let me tell you, I have never in my life seen so many testimonials, text messages, and emails come back to me when I was just a closer 15, 16 years ago. I didn't even have my own products or services or training You know, back in the day. I was selling somebody else's stuff. And people were still messaging me saying, hey, thank you for helping me get into this program. It's changed my life. When you receive that, it doesn't matter what the commission is at that point, at least in my book. Sure, we need to get paid. Sure, we got paid. And we need to be able to level up our life like anybody else. But there's an extra special chick waiting for somebody, an extra special reward waiting for the closer that can do this with their clients. Because you can go anywhere and sell for anyone because they'll know who you are because you close with integrity. And you help the client succeed for themselves and get out of their own way and take responsibility for what they've purchased. Oh, it's so phenomenal. Anyways, guys, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know it's a little bit different one. I am knee deep in episodes and, you know, I just, I enjoy imparting some of this knowledge that I've learned over the last 20 years in sales. And I hope that you guys are taking it to heart and you're able to apply this information. And if you guys want, join the group be a part of the Facebook group, comment, like share, subscribe to the podcast. We need to get this information into more hands, into more ears, into more listeners, into more salespeople to level up their life and to be able to close and rest assured that the people that they're helping are going to stick. Anyways, guys have a fantastic day. So if you're just starting out, you're probably studying a lot and that's a good thing. You're probably digging into all the methods to close, right? Well, that's also good. But the hardest part is figuring out how to close without causing objections. You know, the ones that you have to handle before they'll give you their cash, right? That's also what I struggled with for a while. It actually made me quite furious until I learned this simple template. So I created a special training to help you out. It's called Sales Inception Questions, or just Sick Fury for short. This will get you on track with the right questions and more importantly, the right sales conversation to lead you to the prospect's secret buying triggers. Want to have it? It's a very powerful way to let you in on unlocking the secrets to close your prospects with ease. I'm only giving it away for a short time period before I lock it back up into our main training. But you can get access to it at sickfury.com forward slash free. That's S-I-Q-F-U-R-Y dot com forward slash free. We'll see you on the inside. And don't forget to like, Subscribe and share the podcast if this is adding value to your life.